We're going to have a lively conversation right now. It's definitely going to focus in on things that are local, but you're not going to want to. You're not going to want to really have any of these things around you. You you don't want that to happen. They're local. They're definitely lively. They're around. They're ticks. Ticks. You go out in the woods or you bring your pet out, even on trails, seriously. You walk along trails and your dog kind of darts into the bush a little bit. He'll bring back some friends that you might not want to have with him. Joining us right now is someone who can help us to understand what to do, how to avoid these things, why they seem so prevalent. Dr. Pierre Chouard joins us, project coordinator of ETIC at Bishop's University. Dr. Chouard, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, just okay. Clarification, I'm an ETIC collaborator. I used to be the ETIC project coordinator. Gotcha. So ETIC.ca collaborator. All right. We can check out ETIC.ca and learn an awful lot, but thanks for helping us to learn an awful lot right now. Does it seem the ticks are more common now than maybe they used to be, or are they just getting more headlines, more attention? Yes. Overall, they seem to be uh, increasing in numbers, uh, but it's depends on the year so this year so far it actually seems a bit quieter compared to last year which was quite crazy uh in terms of tick numbers the good news is last year it was busy because of the american dog ticks which showed a spike and that tick species is not very uh worrying in terms of public health so the black-legged tick though is seems quite stable uh year to year and and slowly increasing and the black-legged tick being the one who can transmit the bacteria responsible for Lyme disease. Right. Okay. So let's kind of make that distinction right now, too, because if we've got ticks, you immediately think, oh, if that thing bites me, I could get Lyme disease. I don't want Lyme disease. So different types of ticks. Some are more harmful than others, like that black-legged tick. How do we identify whether or not a tick we may find on our pet or we may see on our leg or whatever is a bad one? Actually, that's what e-tick is for. So if you find a tick, instead of trying to identify it yourself, which might be very difficult, it's even difficult for experts sometimes, you follow the uh, instructions on e-tick for good pictures and you just submit your picture to e-tick and you should hear about them within... And uh, one business day or so about the tick How species nice and recommendations. Yeah, okay, very useful. So this doesn't have to be a tick that actually bites you. This could be something that you find. Exactly. So if you find something in your backyard uh, and, and you're not sure what it is on your pet, even if it hasn't bitten you yet, it's still good to know what tick species are around you. Okay, let's talk about ticks that do bite and what to do should that happen. If you find a tick not necessarily crawling around your backyard, because these are little tiny guys, not necessarily kind of crawling around your leg, but seemingly embedded in you, what do you do, Dr. Schwartz? So the first thing you do is you remove the tick uh, as, as quickly as possible once you, you find it. So you just use a regular pair of tweezers. Uh, you don't necessarily need the tick hooks. You grab the tick as close as possible to the skin and you pull firmly upward without twisting. This way, the tick that is firmly embedded will uh, end up releasing its grasp and without breaking any mouth parts inside your skin. So the main thing is not to press the abdomen, which might be full of blood, and then you might inject infected blood into your system, which you don't want. So that's why you want to grab the tick as close as possible uh, to the skin. 
Let's Next say yeah, go ahead. That, sorry. No, sorry. Let's say we're talking with Dr. Pierre Chouard, who is a collaborator with etic.ca and also a professor at Bishop's University. So let's say that you're a little late to getting that tick. You didn't maybe notice it. It was under your hair or something like that. Is there anything that you can do to avoid getting Lyme disease if that tick happens to be on you for a little bit? Yes. So uh, in Ontario, if you have been bitten for, or at least you think, for at least 24 hours, but less than 72 hours, you can see your doctor and maybe go talk to a pharmacist, it depends on the province, and you might be, el- be eligible, depending where you live, for prophylaxis. So you take some antibiotics just in case you were exposed to the disease, just to kill the bacteria before it has a chance to um, install itself in your, in your system. However, if you think or if you're pretty confident you've been bitten for more than three days, more than 72 hours, then prophylaxis is not efficient, in which case you should just monitor for symptoms of Lyme disease. So in 60% of people, they have a bullseye rash that appears usually around the bite, quite large and expanding in size with with time. But for the remaining 40%, uh, symptoms are similar to other diseases, including covid so you might be hmm. some fever, joint aches, fatigue. So it's a bit, you know, you might think you have COVID, you, get, you go get tested and you don't have COVID, you're relieved, but you might have Lyme disease. So always watch out, you know, especially if you're not contaminating anyone around you or in your household, it probably uh, it could be Lyme disease. If you went camping, you went hiking uh, in, uh, in recent days. So in this case, go see your doctor, mention that you've been bitten by a tick, um, and they will they will uh, give you the appropriate treatment. But if you have the tick, get it identified. Because this way, if it's not a black-legged tick, it's important to know that in Ontario, it's not the main tick species that people find, then, you know, there's nothing to worry about uh, in general. Okay, excellent. Well, that at least is good to know. As a final question, how do we avoid even picking up ticks? Anything you can fill us in on there? Yeah, very good question. So actually, in your backyard, keep the... um, Keep the grass, keep the lawn short. It, it helps. Uh, if you live on the edge of the woods, you know, you might want to put some um, some uh, bark pieces on the floor to keep it dry. They don't like that. Uh, but otherwise, you know, wear long pants, tie, uh, tuck your pants into your socks, long sleeves. Uh, again, on hot days, usually ticks are not very active. So that's why May and fall are big tick season because that's when they're out. Um, just like us, they don't like heat waves. And use tick repellent, which, by the way, uh, mosquito repellent works as well. So those kind of products, for instance, with DEET, they work quite well on both mosquitoes and, and ticks. Uh, so, and both can give you a diseases. So, you know, that's a good, a good deal. Excellent. Well, hey, we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Check out etic.ca. If you get one, submit that picture. You get answers back as to whether or not it is one you have to be worried about or if it's just, say, an American dog tick. If we're to root for it being something, would that be one to root for? Let's hope it's an American dog tick. (laughs) Exactly. Let's hope for that. Let's hope. All right. Well, Dr. Schwartz, thank you for this. Have yourself a great and tick-free weekend. You too. Have a great long weekend.